In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of the month of Toba, and in the readings for today, Christ speaks about how the people are asking for a sign to prove that he is, in fact, the Messiah, and so that the people would believe in him. And he condemns them because they are seeking a sign um, of who he is, because there are other people who repented at the preaching of those who were lesser than him, because he, of course, is God. There are people who repented at the preaching of prophets um, and other people, um, and they didn't need a sign at all. So he's condemning them and rebuking the people, saying, why is it that you need a sign, even though um, there are others who repented without needing any kind of sign? And he uses the example of the Ninevites, the Ninevites who uh, Jonah the prophet went and he preached to them, and they repented without needing any miracles, without needing any signs at all. And he says, the men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with, uh, uh, with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. So the, 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 the greater than Jonah, of course, is the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And how is it that the Ninevites would repent at the preaching of Jonah and you are not repenting at the preaching of God himself? Um, so we can speak very briefly about some of the lessons that we can learn from the Ninevites and their repentance. The first lesson we learn about the Ninevites is that they had hope even though they were not offered any hope. Um, sometimes we struggle to have hope even when the Lord promises us many things and he gives us hope and we read many verses in the scripture that is giving us hope and telling us about the forgiveness of our sins, our salvation, the eternal life that is awaiting us, the presence of God with us, the accompaniment of God, the provision of God, all these promises that we read about in the scripture. And maybe even with all of this, we still struggle to have hope. Uh, the Ninevites, they were offered no hope at all. When Jonah the prophet came, he said to them, it says, And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So all he did was to preach a calamity. He, pre he preached some catastrophe that was going to happen to the Ninevites after 40 days. He didn't say there was any opportunity for repentance. He didn't say there was any way to change God's mind. He didn't say that anything could be done in order to avoid this calamity. He just said in 40 days the city is going to be over overthrown. And yet still the Ninevites repented. They felt like maybe there is still something that we can do and that God is going to accept our repentance when he sees that we are sincere in all that we are doing. And so they had hope, even though there was no hope offered to them. There was no reason for them to hope that the prophet did not tell them, if you repent, then you will be saved. He didn't say, seek the mercy of God, or pray, or fast, or put on sackcloth, or do anything at all. He just said, this is going to happen to you. And actually, one of the reasons that Jonah, the prophet, was uh, upset at the repentance of the Ninevites and that God did not carry out his his sentence on them and his punishment of them is because it made him look like all of this was just kind of his own words maybe there was nothing true in this at all and then nothing happened to the Ninevites um, maybe all of this was just kind of uh, like he wasn't really true a true prophet um, because the thing that he had said didn't come to pass so the first thing we learn from the Ninevites is that they had hope um, maybe in difficult times or during times when we fall into sin, it's difficult for us to believe that there is a road back, there is a way for us to return, and yet there is always hope, and we can look at the example of the Ninevites um, as being ones that even though they were sinful and they had lived a sinful life for a long time, yet when they repented, God uh, received their repentance and accepted them again. 
The second lesson that we learn from the Ninevites is that they were not told how to repent. They were not told anything about if you want to repent, this is what you should do. You should offer a fast, you should put on sackcloth, you should forgive one another, you should confess your sins, uh, nothing at all. Remember, these Ninevites were Gentiles. They were not Jews. They had no history with God. They didn't know him. They didn't know what he asked for or what he expected of them. He did. They didn't know how to offer sacrifices. They didn't have fasting. They didn't have any of these things. And yet, and, and, and Jonah didn't tell them anything about it. He didn't tell them how to do it because he didn't expect them to do it. He didn't tell them to do it. And instead, they did it on their own. Um, this is what the king uh, of the Ninevites said in response to uh, the, the, the preaching of Jonah. He said, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? So he called for uh, repentance and he called for fasting. And he said, who is it that is to fast? The, the, the people, the animals. Um, actually, even the children, the babies and the infants who were nursing, even they fasted without nursing for three days. If you can imagine that you wouldn't feed your infant baby for three days, um, all out of uh, the, like asking God to have mercy on them. Um, so they were not told how to repent, but yet the repentance was very sincere. And the repentance was not simply, God, I'm sorry. You know, sometimes this is what we do whenever we um, are repenting to God is we just go to God and say God is merciful so I'm just going to ask God to forgive me and that's it right but they went beyond this they said we're not just going to ask God to forgive us but we are going to suffer we're going to make our we're going to sacrifice we're going to allow ourselves to suffer our children to suffer and animals to suffer everything to suffer to show God how much we are repenting and we want God's mercy in order to um, for him not to destroy us. So they were not told how to repent, and yet they repented. Again, the Lord Jesus Christ is using the Ninevites as an example of, of people who repented. There was no miracle. There was no sign. There was no hope offered. They were not told what to do, and yet they did everything. Um, they did everything, and God accepted them. The third lesson we can learn from them is that they were only told once. You know, the, the Israelites, they were told repeatedly. They will, how many prophets did God send to them? Over how many hundreds and thousands of years did God send to them over and over and over, telling them that they should repent, telling them they should not worship idols, telling them and warning them about what is it that would happen to them if they continued in the path that they were on. And in the end, they continued in sin, they continued idol worshiping, and they received all the punishment that God had told them from the beginning, which, which what would happen, which is their exile. And yet the Ninevites, they were only told one time there was no need for the message to be repeated. Jonah went to them. He said the city will be overthrown and just once. And even the way it's recorded in the book of Jonah, it was like said, like as very casually, he just walked through the city, said the city will be overthrown, and that was it. it Jonah did not have a lot of zeal in order to go and, and to, to try to save these people. They were the enemies of Israel. He had already run away from this mission. He was there by force against his will. And so he, did, he was not really doing a great job of being a prophet in that moment, of trying to convince these people wholeheartedly or with kind of uh, pleas and supplications and requests for the sake of their salvation so they would not be destroyed. No, he just said this one statement, and that was it. And yet they all responded and they all repented. Again, maybe the Holy Spirit is convicting us of sin daily, 
telling us we should change our lifestyle, telling us how we should change the way that we think, the way things that we do, the people that we spend time with, the things that we know that are keeping us kind of estranged from God, and yet maybe we do not listen. And yet here we see the Ninevites are responding from just one call and they repented. The fourth lesson that we learn from the Ninevites is that they did not debate. There was no dialogue, there was no debate, there was only the warning that was given to them and they believed it and they did not try to convince themselves that perhaps this was not true or to debate with the prophet and say how is it that God would do this to us. We see um, even people who are who are Jews and kings and powerful people, um, whenever they would speak to, to prophets, they didn't like what the prophets had to say, they would go and find other prophets, false prophets that would tell them whatever they wanted to hear to ease their conscience, to make them feel good about their choices, to make them feel like they didn't have to change, they didn't have to repent, that God is with us, that whatever it is we want, God is going to grant it to us, uh, e even though it wasn't, the, it wasn't the case, it wasn't the truth. Um, but here, even though Jonah brought a message that was very painful and very difficult, and no one would have wanted to believe it, and yet they believed it, and they didn't debate with him, and they didn't say, how is it possible that God would do this to us, or what is it that we did wrong, or defending themselves in any way. They simply accepted that they were sinners, they accepted that God was going to punish them, and they took it very, very seriously, and they didn't debate with anyone, they didn't punish Jonah, they didn't tell him, who are you to come and to say this to us, um, they, they accepted it. The fifth uh, lesson we learn is they received the warning from a stranger. You know, the, the prophets of Israel, many of them were well-renowned, they, they were well-known, um, the people knew them by name, and when the prophet would come into your city, like, it would be a big deal, like, this is the prophet of God, and everyone knew it, and actually many of the prophets even performed miracles and to, 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 valif to, to, to validate and to verify who they were, that their message was true, that God was really speaking through them, and, and so the people believed them. But Jonah, he had now no reputation with the Ninevites. He was a stranger. He showed up suddenly. There was no warning of him to show up. They had never heard of him before. They had never seen him before. It could have been anyone going to them and saying, your city is going to be destroyed. And yet they took him so seriously. They, they didn't despise him. They didn't attack him. They didn't kill him. You know, they're, 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 we have many stories in the church. Even St. Mark himself um, was, was martyred by being dragged through the city. Um, because the people rejected what he had to say. Um, Jonah did not, was not rejected. Jonah was not attacked. He could have been, but he wasn't. The Ninevites accepted him as a true prophet, and they listened and they obeyed very seriously what is it that he had to say. The last point I want to mention, the lesson that we learned from the Ninevites, is that they returned with one heart. They returned with one heart, meaning there was no divisions among them. They all listened. They all accepted and they all did the same thing, they all acted. When the king told them, okay, all of us are gonna fast, the animals are gonna fast, the babies are gonna fast, everyone is gonna fast, and we're all gonna put on sackcloth. <coughs> you didn't hear about these dissenting voices, the voices that would rise up and say, who is this king who is, who is believing this prophet? We do not want to do what he's asking. We, we have our own ideas of what we should do, or we reject this outright. We don't think that anything is going to happen. But <coughs> even though, like, these these Ninevites, like they were not members of the body of Christ, they were not united together in fellowship as we are in the church, but they managed to return with one heart, without complaining, without grumbling, 
and they did it all together without division. Maybe even in the church nowadays, whenever we are called to do something, we hear all these dissenting voices, we hear all these people complaining, we say, why is it that we have to do this? Some people might do it, other people don't do it, or people interpret whatever it is that they want to do and act according to their own will. Everyone is doing their own thing. Um, in the book of Judges, it, it, it speaks about how you know, there, was, there, was, um, there was no king in those days, and so everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. So there was no unity because everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And we can ask ourselves today even, maybe this is um, the era that also we live in, is everyone does what is right in their own eyes. There is no sense of submission. There is no sense of let me follow what someone else is leading me to do um, simply because of their position. Because this is the way that we have unity is that there has to be a leader and we follow that leader even when we don't fully agree with that person. We trust them. We respect them. Right here, the people respected the king. They trusted the king, even though he told them to do something that would have been very objectionable for anyone. Again, imagine if you're being told to starve your babies for three days, right? How, how, how much of a danger, how much of a threat must we be in in order to even consider to doing such a thing. And yet they all followed the king, they all listened to him, they all did what is it that he said, and they returned and repented with one heart. And so for all these reasons that we said, Christ is telling the Pharisees and telling the people at his time, he's saying, you are asking me for a sign to prove who I am? Look at how the Ninevites repented at the preaching of Jonah. He gave them no sign. They repented with one heart. They did all these things. They did not debate with him at all. And yet you are constantly debating with me. And so the Lord gives us a model and an example of how we should follow. Um, and this is why he says in the end that the people of Nineveh will rise up in judgment against this generation. It doesn't mean that the Ninevites are going to literally be judges in heaven sitting on thrones to judge the people. It means that their repentance and their model of repentance is going to be a judge to all of us, that we are going to be compared to them, that God is going to say to them exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ said here to the people. He said, the, a greater than Jonah is here. Look at what they were able to do at the preaching of Jonah, and now a greater than Jonah is here. What excuse do you have for not repenting, even though the, 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 the Ninevites repented? So it's a, it's a question for all of us. It's, it's uh, something for us to consider, is how quick am I, am I to repent? Do I take repentance seriously? Do I, do I really seek to repent and to show God my true repentance, or do I repent very casually without taking it very seriously? So these are the six lessons that we learned from the Ninevites. The first is they had hope, though they were not offered it. The second, they were not told how to repent. The third, they were given only one call. Four, they did not debate. Five, they received the warning from a stranger. And finally, they returned with one heart. May God grant us to have the same zeal and heart of repentance as the Ninevites. And glory be to God forever. Amen.